When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Get Booked Podcast, a weekly show for personalized reading recommendations. This is episode 30, and we are recording on Tuesday, May 24th. I'm Jen Northington from Book Riot, and I'm here with Preeti Chibber, kids books expert and co-host of the O Comics Podcast, and we are both sick. Yes, we are. (laughs) But we're powering through. Uh, Preeti is here because we had a ton of kids' questions, so we figured we'd do a special show, and she is my go-to expert. I'm excited. Yeah. So, but before we do that, uh, I want to remind you all that tickets are on sale for Book Riot Live, and you should get your tickets. If you get your ticket before May 31st, you get a discount and you get VIP status, which means you get to register for special things early, on top of which... There's announcements coming. Well, so by the time this goes live, it will have been announced that we have Charlie Jane Anders, who's a co-founder of io9, and Valentin Delandro, (laughs) who is the artist and co-creator of Bitch Planet, which we are all just like freaking out about, as you can tell from Preeti's gasping noises. (laughs) So it's going to be awesome. Uh, I don't know what else to tell you. You should go to bookriotlive.com to find out more information. But yeah, it's going to be great. I'm so excited about Valentine Delano. Oh my god. Like, I really cannot. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, so, if this is your first time listening, the Get Booked show is a recommendation show, which means that you send us questions and we answer them. You can send us questions on Twitter. Uh, you can send them to us at the end of every uh podcast post, there's a form that you can submit your questions in. You can also email us at getbooked at bookriot.com. And if it's time sensitive, please do try to put in the top, somewhere near the top, the date that you need an answer by. We do our very best to get to those as soon as we can, but it's easier if we can tell right off the bat. Um, And if we don't get to yours immediately, do not fret, because we are going to do it. (laughs) We're going to get to all of them. Amanda and I have taken a vow. Uh, And sometimes we have guest experts when Amanda and I are like, we need to bring an outside help on this one (laughs) so so yeah so that is okay i think we're ready to dive in let's do it you ready yeah all right our first question is from michelle she says i'm looking for children's books that feature characters of color i used to teach third and fourth grade in a small rural town in the deep south where all of my students and most of the families in my community were black finding books that would interest everyone and still be on their reading maturity level was such a challenge every year uh let's see my students loved books about sports slash athletes uh animals mysteries historic figures they also really enjoyed the ramona quimby series because what nine-year-old doesn't love seeing other kids get into trouble (laughs) so i'm looking for these kinds of books in a range of reading levels second to six that feature black characters all right so we have answers for you michelle but before we give you them i am going to tell you about our very first sponsor for the show which is dietland by saray wait where's her last name saray walker sorry <laughs> <laughs> i was so excited about the book that i forgot to read her name so this I'm, this sounds so interesting. I've, like, hand-sold it to myself while I was reading the notes for this show. Uh, it's a debut novel about a young woman who is saving up for a weight loss surgery when she gets sort of drawn into a 
secret feminist guerrilla group called Jennifer. Uh, and the pitch is that it's part Bridget Jones's diary and part Fight Club, awesome. which is like speaking to me on a fundamental level. Um, it has been selected as the best book of the year by places like Bustle, the Women's National Book Association, Kirkus Reviews. Uh, some Bustle called it Fight Club's meet. Fight Club meets Margaret Atwood, which also is super interesting to me. And the thing that everybody's saying is that, like, if you are kind of tired of books about women who are overweight, like, hatching their inner beauty through the process of whether diet or makeover or new clothes or whatever, this is not that book. This book is about, like, realizing that you actually are perfect exactly the way you are. That you can be your best self and look exactly the way you look right now. So... That's all pretty interesting to me. Um, you can check out more on uh, the author's Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Saray Walker. I said it wrong. Despite these excellent pronunciation ah. notes. Sorry. Saray Walker author, and it will be in the show notes. Uh, and yeah, this book is out now, and you should definitely check it out if you are interested in feminism and or books about body positivity. So that is Dietland by Saray Walker. And there will be a link in the show notes. All right. I've been talking for forever. So you go first. All right. Uh, So the question was more books basically for younger kids with characters of color from everything. I'm just saying more books because it's everything, you know, from like Ramona to like rainbow magic fairies kind of stuff. Um, So one of the first books that I thought of was actually The Jumbies by Tracy Baptiste. It's got this like great sort of mythology behind it. Um, It's a girl named Corinne. uh, And it's kind of this, I'm trying to think of how to describe it. It's like new age legends, basically like contemporary American, American legends. Uh, And it's about these stories of the jumbies, you know, they're tricksters that parents supposedly made up to frighten their children. Or are they? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <clears throat> so it's it's great for like kind of fifth grade ish is a great level for this for this read. Um it's, you know, just spooky enough to be exciting, but not actually scary. Uh the writing is super engaging and I would be really surprised if kids don't automatically gravitate to the cover and to the like kind of language behind it um one of the other things that I wanted to recommend uh is the L. Ray Jake series which is a little bit of an early chapter book series um it's very similar to Ramona in that you know it's a lot of books about a central character named L. Ray and he gets into all sorts of hijinks at school and with his family it's got these great bright covers um that's great for like second grade and third grade. It's it's definitely for like starting to be able to read on your own and then wanting to read as much as you of you of that story as you can. So like the kid picks it up and then there are all these books for them to pick up once they enjoy the first one. So Michelle also asked us for some publishers to watch, and I wanted to shout out Lee and Lowe, who are specifically dedicated to doing books uh, about kids of color and by people of color, which is a really lovely thing. And they've had some really good books come out in the past. So I think for sure you want to stay up on their catalog. Uh, again, that's the publisher, Lee and Lowe. Um, also, she asked us for authors to watch, and I'm going to suggest Jason Reynolds, who has two new middle grade books coming out this year. Um, he's generally a YA author, but uh, the middle grades are really, really lovely. Nice. I haven't gotten to read those yet, but I read his YA, which is excellent. 
So another thing that you should keep an eye on is the Children's Book Council diversity site, which is cbcdiversity.com. They have a bunch of great books uh, that I definitely, and like a huge list. I haven't read a lot of them, um, and uh, but I but I they're like on my TBR. So and the ones that I have read, I definitely recommend as well. So cbcdiversity.com. And then as far as books go, I was thinking Kick by Walter Dean Myers. Mm-hmm. This is like right at the sixth grade level um, because the main character is 13. But Walter Dean Myers is amazing, obviously. And he wrote this book with a teenager, which I think is really interesting. So it's about a boy named Kevin who's 13, and he is like a good kid, and he's on soccer team, and they're you know competing for state, and he wants to you know make it happen for his team, and then he ends up in jail, um, and it's looking like he's going to get sent to juvie, and so there's a cop assigned to be his mentor, and obviously Kevin is like not feeling this, um, and so the book is about their sort of relationship, how it develops, what happens to Kevin, uh, and so that I thought would be a good one. Kids getting into trouble, gotta you know deal with the whole law enforcement thing. And Walter Dean Myers is, you know, amazing. Um, and then one on the younger side is Chasing Vermeer by Blue Balliot. Is that how you say her last name? Sure. Let's pretend sure. that's how you say it. Um, sh- this is the first in a series, which so if they like it, then there's more. And it's about two kids, uh, Petra and Calder, who end up having to solve a mystery. An invaluable Vermeer painting has disappeared, and suddenly these two kids are at, like, the middle of an international art scandal. Everybody is suspect, including their neighbors and their parents and their teachers. And there's this, you know, clues, and they have to figure out using their problem-solving skills, and they have to know about Vermeer, and can they figure out a crime that, like, even the FBI is having trouble solving? Uh, I love kids' heist-slash-spy-slash-mystery books, and this is such a good example of that genre. And Blue Belliot has a bunch of other books, so uh, she's just a great one to watch as well. Okay, question two. Moving right along. Question two comes from Trista. Uh, and she's asking for first grader who likes has just started reading chapter books basically with her with her mom. Um, they started with a little princess and they want to just diversify the selections. She likes princesses, tutus, her favorite color is pink. I feel like there are a lot of books here. Um, but they're looking for books that show being a princess is more than wearing pretty clothes. Um, or books to show that girls don't have to be princesses to be awesome. And you actually picked. Yes, I did. Picked your pick. <laughs> you, you picked. Uh, oh, wait. But one of them. Oh, OK. So you go first. OK, I'll go. Because I just thought of one. Oh, good. Um, so our first pick <laughs> is <laughs> The Princess in Black by Shannon Hale and Dean Hale, illustrated by Luyen Pham. Apologize if I got that name wrong. Uh, which is, uh, like, amazing. Shannon Hale and Dean Hale are an amazing writing team. They're so funny. They're so smart. Uh, and this is about, basically, a ninja princess. Yes! Um, <laughs> she, there's, like, a big monster threatening the goats, and Princess Magnolia is supposed to be just a dainty princess, but she's also got a secret identity uh, in which she is the princess in black and she stops monsters. And it's the first in a whole series of books. So these might be a little bit, I don't know, I think first grade you could read these or you can read them together. Um, They're on the shorter side. So I think it's a good fit. But yes, that is The Princess in Black by Shannon Hale and Dean Hale. So much fun. So much fun. Uh, So the one that I thought of 
was The Paperback Princess. Oh, yes. From Robert Munch, which is probably the, like, formative princess who doesn't have to be a princessy princess kind mm-hmm. of book. Um, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a, it's a girl in a paper bag who's a princess. um it's great great. it's it's a picture book it's a classic you can probably find it at every library um you know it's not about the prince it's about the princess rescuing a very snooty prince so good it's so So good. good yeah yes that is a delightful book uh, okay, my second pick is Princess Grace by Mary Hoffman, which is also pretty short. It's one of those sort of more like, oh, I don't know what I, like what I want to say about. It. I think it's I think it's a little short to be a chapter book, but it's really fun. Um, it's about a girl named Grace who has a chance to be a princess in the school parade, but she needs to do some research so that she can get her costume right. And, you know, what does a princess do apart from, like, being a Disney princess, like, wearing the pretty dress and, you know, I don't know, befriending animals? And so Grace and her friends start finding about out about princesses all around the world who don't fit the Disney princess version of what a princess is. So it's really nice because it's multicultural and it has like this interesting uh, sort of universal look or rather more universal international is the word I want. Uh, so then if she gets excited about it, there's more, you know, ways that you can bring those kinds of history lessons into her reading, which is always a fun yeah. thing. So that is Princess Grace by Mary Hoffman. Oh, and I wanted to mention that there is a post about the best princess books for all ages on Book Riot. One of our contributors has the same problem as you. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Daughters who love princess books, it's a thing. Um, And she came up with an amazing list. So there will be a link to that in the show notes. All right. Question three uh, from Alexa. I'm looking for books for my daughter, who is in the fourth grade. I've struggled to get her motivated to read for pleasure, and I don't think she's found a series or author that really excites her. The one author she does consistently go back to is Kate DiCamillo. Uh, Do you have any similar recommendations where animals are the main characters? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Okay, you go first. So I had to go back to, like, my childhood for this because I loved all of these books. Um, And one you've heard me talk about before. Is Abel's Island by William Steig. Is this the yes, bear book? This is the bear book. <laughs> I loved this book when I was little, like probably like seven or eight years old. I must have read it a thousand times. And, you know, it's it's about Abel, who's a mouse. He lives in the mouse world. He's pretty well off. Um, and one day he decides to go on a little bit of a boat. Like he just goes for a little bit of a boat tour on his own uh, in its little canoe and he gets washed away onto this island where he's all by himself and has to survive it's a little bit like Robinson Crusoe or you know the Swiss family Robinson but with Abel the mouse (laughs) (laughs) and he wants to like get back to the woman he's to the the mouse (laughs) he's supposed to marry (laughs) and he's like living on this island and it's all about him surviving and it's so good it's just so like magical and wonderful and you're just like rooting for Abel the whole time the reason we're calling it the bear book (laughs) is because on a different podcast that we did a while back she was trying to remember the plot of it and there was something about like a book that Abel reads that has bears in it (laughs) 
<laughs> and there was a question of like maybe or not there was a war and peace somewhere. I thought it was war and peace. There's a That's book within a book. There's a book within a book. He finds this huge <laughs> book and he reads like a page or two every day. He's to like walk across the pages. And in my head, in my little childhood <laughs> head, I assumed it was war and peace. <laughs> And that stuck with me until I looked it up like a year ago (laughs) and realized it was not, in fact, one piece. piece. (laughs) But there's a book about bears. (laughs) There's a book that anthropomorphic bears left on the island when they were on holiday. Right. So, of course, all the characters in the book are bears. Obviously. Oh, Lord. Okay, so my first pick for this question is Redwall by Brian Jakes. It is the first in an epic series yes. of books. There are, like, I don't even know, like, what, 20 or 30 books in this series? Something like there that. are so many. Um, and it is, uh, it starts off in a place called Redwall, Redwall Abbey, which is the, like, basically it's a monastery slash home to a whole bunch of mice. And, but there's this evil rat warlord who's coming and is going to take over Redwall and be violent and terrible. And the Redwall mice are so peaceful and they don't know how to fight. And so they have to, like, try to figure out how they're going to fight off this evil rat warlord. Um... And I just was obsessed with these books. They're a little bit on the scary side, I will say. Um, there's, like, a bad snake, and the rat lord is obviously kind of scary. But, uh, so just that warning out there, like, I had a, like, nightmare about a snake under my bed for a while after reading these. But they also were the books that kept my brothers reading. Like, my younger brother was also a reluctant reader, and this is the series that got him into books. So I think that that speaks highly for it. Um, and there's a whole bunch of them, and the mice are so great, and the one the things I loved about this series is the food. Like, they're always preparing these feasts with, like, sugared violets and acorn casseroles and all these, like, weird things that obviously humans don't eat, but mice don't eat either, but, you know, whatever. Um, There's a whole cookbook. There's the (laughs) moss flower cookbook, too, which I never bought, but always coveted. So that is Redwall by Brian Jakes. That's a good one. Right. That's a really good one. I think so. Um, so my second one is, it might be a little young because you're, you're, the daughter is going or is in fourth grade, but it's so good and it's not often the one people think of when they think of the author, which is E.B. White. Um, the Trumpet of the Swan, you know, I feel like the standard E.B. Whites are, you know, Charlotte's Web or whatever, but Trumpet of the mm-hmm. Swan, I feel like gets a little bit pushed to the side and I love that book. Uh, there's still a lot to learn from him, even when you're, you know, 10 years old, because it's about the swan who, you know, grows up in a lo- loving family, but can't, has no voice. And so he learns to be a trumpeter. It's so great. <laughs> it's so good. And he learns to write and read and he walks around with a little like chalkboard around his neck. And uses, you know, uses the chalk to, like, write what he's thinking. And that's, he adapts. And because he doesn't have this, he doesn't have the ability to speak, he becomes this great trumpeter. And it's just a really lovely message and a really lovely story. So that's definitely one that I was like, oh, I I feel like that. Bring it back. Yes. (laughs) Okay, say the title again. Reminder. The Trumpet of the Swan by E.B. White. E.B. White. (laughs) 
<laughs> awesome. Uh, okay, so my second pick for this is The Mouse and the Motorcycle, Ooh. which is the first in the series, I know, by Beverly Cleary, who does not love Beverly Cleary. Uh, they're illustrated by Louis Darling and Tracy Dockray. And Ralph is a mouse who rides a motorcycle. Well, okay, so originally it's his dream. Like, he just wa- he sees all of these families come and go because he lives in a knothole in a hotel room. Um and, uh, you know, like, some of them are nice and leave crumbs, some of them are not. Um, and then there's a family that checks in, and he gets to go with them because the little boy has a toy motorcycle, and he cannot resist. But then the boy becomes his friend, so it's totally fine. Um, <laughs> and they have, like, they develop this beautiful friendship. Um, and then Ralph has all of these adventures on his new toy motorcycle. And this is the first in a series, so if she likes it, there's more. And Beverly Cleary is just so great. Like, maybe this can be her entree into the world of Beverly Cleary, yeah. who is just fantastic. So that is The Mouse and the Motorcycle by Beverly Cleary. All right. So now we're on question four. Yes. Uh, So question four, um, I need some help coming up with graphic novel recommendations for my 10-year-old stepson. Uh, He reads books with both male and female protagonists. Um, She's already taking some of your recommendations, I see. Uh, He also has been exposed to a wide range of subject matter. Um, So comfortable with anything. He read the Bones series. Uh, He loves the Amulet series. So what else can we suggest? Um, my first suggestion, surprising almost no one, will be Miss Marvel, Volume 1, <laughs> No Normal, by G. Willow Wilson and Adrian Alfona. Um, this is a cape story. It's a superhero story. It's from Marvel. It's about Kamala Khan, who is a 16-year-old in Jersey City who suddenly gets superpowers and then has to learn with deal, learn to deal with them. It's so funny, it's so smart, and really, really well-written. It's engaging, it's action-packed. Uh, I mean, she's she's the new Spider-Man. Mm. She's everybody, and, you know, kids love her, adults love her. She's fun to read along, you know, it'll be fun to read along with your son while he reads them. So that's Miss Marvel, Volume 1, No Normal, by G. Willow Wilson and Adrian Alfona. Yes, always Miss Marvel. Uh, my first pick for this is Astronaut Academy Zero Gravity, which is the first in a series by Dave Roman, uh, written and illustrated by Dave Roman. It's about a boy named Hakata Soy who used to be the leader of a super team, um, but now he's just trying to go to school. He's going to Astronaut Academy. He just kind of, like, wants to be a normal kid, um, but things aren't going that well. Like, the most popular girl in school doesn't like him, and his best friend isn't calling him back, and his new roommate, like, only cares about this game called Fireball. Uh, and he, <laughs> on top of it all, he there's a robot doppelganger coming to kill him. Oh. So, you know, I know. <laughs> like happens uh so he's got school problems he's got robot problems he's got all kinds of problems this series is so fun um it's really inspired i think by manga and anime the style is really neat um and it takes place in space at space school like who doesn't like that so that is astronaut academy zero gravity is the first one by dave roman um, all right, so my second pick is Drama from Raina Telgemeier. 
Um, Raina Telgemeier can almost do no wrong when it comes to comics. If this podcast was being recorded eight months from now, I would have suggested her new one. But nice. uh, Ghosts, coming out in October. Um, so Drama is a contemporary story. It's pretty drastically different from um, Miss Marvel. It's about a girl who goes to school. Um, she's in theater. She's in theater club. And it's kind of just dealing with issues that kids deal with in school. So it's boys and it's friends and it's dealing with life and learning how to grow up and interact with kids differently while you're growing up and learning to be okay with yourself. It's really, really funny and it's really poignant. I think kids connect with Raina because she has such a great, she speaks uh, to that experience in such a relatable way that it's hard not to enjoy reading her, even if it's not something that you've experienced personally. And that's drama from Raina Telgemeier. My second pick is another space book <laughs> because I cannot help myself. Uh, it is Cleopatra in Space. Book one is Target Practice uh, by Mike Mayhack. And it is so great. It's um, like Cleopatra, but the teenage Cleopatra from history transported into the future. <laughs> and she's got to save the galaxy. Um, she is like exploring a pyramid in her own time when she finds a tablet that sends her really, really, really far into the future. Um, and there's this prophecy that she's supposed to save the galaxy from the bad guy, of course. Uh, and so she goes to space school also um, and is, has to th learn things like algebra and biology and alien languages, which she's like not that interested in, uh, and combat training, which she's very yeah. interested in. Um, and so she's trying to figure out, you know, like she already has a lot of self-confidence because she's a queen in her own time, but she's dealing with this whole new world and all new problems and all new technology and obviously you know big bad guy that's scary too um i really enjoy this series i think the art is great i think the situations are super fun i really like how they balance like the daring do with the like also you have to do your algebra homework. Yeah. Um, that delights me so that is cleopatra in space target practice by mike mayhack all right. Oh, my gosh. It's time for our second sponsor. We are just, like, blazing right through. We're going to get to all six of our I questions. Know. I'm psyched about this. Okay. So our second sponsor is Bright Cellars, which if you are interested in wine, you are going to be excited to hear about. Because what they do is they are a personalized subscription service. So you go to their site, brightcellars.com slash booked, B-O-O-K-E-D, and you take the quiz. There's a quiz that will personalize their recommendations to your wine taste. So it asks about, like, what kind of chocolate do you like? Or do you even like chocolate? Um, what's your favorite thing to do while drinking a glass of wine? Uh, what else? Do you prefer reds or whites? All of these different questions that they, they're two MIT graduates and they developed this algorithm and these questions are designed to help that algorithm match you to the wine you like with science. Because <laughs> science. Because <laughs> so, science. Because science. And when you sign up for your subscription, you get four wines a month. They're in the $15 bottle range, so it's $60. Bucks, uh, and they send you them like with details about why they picked them for you. You can review them so that they can help pick better ones next time, um, help other people discover wines. And if you use the if you go to brightsellers.com slash booked, you get a $30 credit on your first order, which is basically half off. So this is a great site if you are always trying to find new wines 
wines, you're not really sure what to get, you don't have a wine store that has good recommendations, or it's too hard to pick them out, Bright Cellars is the place for you. So that's brightcellars.com slash booked, and we'll leave a link in the show notes as well. All right. What is our next question? Oh, this is the long one. This is the one. Here we go. So this question is about a son who is... All right, let's just read it. So, uh... I'm sort of hoping that other book nerds were like me as a kid, high-strung, and really needing other people to be quote-unquote correct, because that's what my boy is like now, and I need to help him fit in better. Uh, He's seven years old, let's see, needs everyone to follow the rules, uh, ends up being more disruptive, trying to get kids to shush than the kids who need to shush are, Uh, odd sense of humor, just having trouble fitting in, and the request is for books that don't glorify the busybodies, which is like, can I just interject here, almost impossible in kids' yeah. books. So I hear this question, like, there, it's really hard to find a book that doesn't have kids getting into other people's business. Um, let's see, the question says, we loved the Green Now series, The Dark is Rising, The Hobbit. Harry Potter, City of Ember, but all these books focus on people who are in other people's business. Uh, The other request is for books that make meditation or mindfulness seem like fun for kids. They had some success when he and I meditated for a few minutes every day, but he hated it. Meditation, let's see. So Thich Nhat Hanh's Pebble Meditation worked. A couple other kids' meditation books worked. It's just not normalized. I feel like there needs to be a ninja book out there or something that would make this not so weird and make him want to do it. Okay. So, my first suggestion for this complex question is The Mysterious Benedict Society by Trenton Lee Stewart. Now, this is, like, it's again, it's really hard to find books for kids that aren't about getting into other people's business. Yeah. The reason that I recommend this one is because it's about a group of very different children. So, there's an ad in the paper uh, that says, Are you a gifted child looking for special opportunities? And a bunch of kids uh, reply to the ad and then are put through all of these tests. And only four kids, uh, two boys and two girls, are, like, pass. And so, they are supposed to go on a secret mission and they have to go undercover. Um, and But the thing about that's so great about these books is that um, the kids are all so different. Like, one of them is really good at physical stuff, like gymnastics and, you know... Um like, yeah, d- being, you know, good at using her body to get things done. Another kid is always super prepared and has, like, a bucket and some rope and a pocket knife. And another kid is good at languages and is, like, and then another kid is really good at puzzles. So they're all very different. They're not at all the same. They have different kinds of personalities. Um, but together, working together, they solve the mystery. So I thought that it might be helpful to see that there's value in other people doing things differently or behaving differently than you personally would. So that's a Mysterious Benedict Society by Trenton Lee Stewart. Um, and that's the first in the series. Uh, so I would, this one I was really racking my brains on. Um, and the first one that I think I'm going to suggest is Days with Frog and Toad by Arnold Lowell. And it's because I think it's a great book to show you how to be friends with somebody and still accept that you can have fun with them, but still be friends even if you are different and even if you act differently and, and find different things to be fun. Um, it really illustrates kind of that thing that's hard for kids to grasp sometimes, which is just because you want the thing to happen doesn't mean it has to happen for everyone to be happy. Um, and that's a hard kind of lesson to learn, I think. Uh, and it's a classic. It's got these wonderful kind of 
quiet illustrations, but it's still really funny and I think will keep a kid's interest. Um, so that's Days with Frog and Toad by Arnold Lobel. Lobel? Uh. I think it's Lobel. I don't know. Uh, okay. So, and then in terms of the mindfulness books, I asked, uh, I put this one on the group uh, board because I was <laughs> a little bit stumped. Um, and uh, one of our contributors, Molly Weta, her library has a kid's mindfulness class, and they use a book called Sitting Still Like a Frog, Mindfulness Exercises for Kids and Their Parents. The author is Aline Snell, and John Kabat-Zinn and Myla Kabat-Zinn uh, did a foreword for this, and, you know, um, like, John Kabat-Zinn is, like, an expert on mindfulness, um, so that's a pretty good recommendation, and I also like the thought that they're actively using this in a library. Like, that's that's beta testing, if ever I've heard of <laughs> it. Um, and it's oriented towards children ages 5 to 12, which sounds like it's right around the right age for him. And, um, yeah, so it describes what mindfulness is and how mindfulness practices can help you become more focused or sleep better or manage anger, which you mentioned in your question. Um, and it's got 11 practices that focus on each of these different scenarios. Um, and there's also a CD uh, with the guided meditations voiced by Myla Kabat-Zinn. So it's, it's kind of a dual approach. There's things you can listen to and things you can read about. Um, and that is Sitting Still Like a Frog by Aline Snow. So in terms of the meditation and this idea of kind of making it cool, uh, my line of thinking was making it culturally accessible uh, through through story and through books. So the book I'm going to recommend is The Savage Fortress by Sarwat Chada, which is basically if you took Percy Jackson and combined it with Hindu mythology instead of Greek mythology. Um, a lot of the basic roots of meditation and, and yoga come from Hinduism. And it would be an entry point into that world within the, the stories of Hinduism, which are all really fascinating and interesting. And I'm hoping that that is a way to make it more accessible and normal for him to do this meditation every day. Um, because then at least there's a why and there's an underlying kind of understanding of it. Uh, in in this kind of really exciting, adventurous book. You know, if he likes Harry Potter, um, I think he'll enjoy the story of the Savage Fortress. It does get a little scary with um, some demon fighting, but it's all in good fun. And that's <laughs> The Savage Fortress by Sarwath Chada. I'm so excited that you recommended that because I had not heard of it. I cannot wait oh, I to love, read it. I love this book. It's yeah. so fun. So good. Uh, such a good premise. Okay. And then my the second book recommended by, this one was by Jessica Woodbury, uh, is Charlotte and the Quiet Place by Deborah Sosin. Um, and it's a picture book. It's about a girl named Charlotte who lives in a city and she's surrounded by noise. You know, her dog is always barking and there's creaky swings and there's sirens and the kids in the library are loud. And so uh, she is trying to find a quiet place. 
So she, one day Otto gets loose and leads her on a chase through the park, and she discovers a nice quiet place in the park where she can sit and take a break from the super noisy world. Um, and so this is, I think this provides a little bit of context in a different way, like it's showing how, like a real world, world scenario, um, and then how the kid deals with that real world scenario. And it's about, you know, mindfulness, but it's not like a meditation guide the same way that um, sitting still like a frog is. So maybe that will help give it a little more context in conjunction with the other book. Um, and it says in the description that it's specifically helpful for parents of highly active or sensitive children, which it sounds like your kid is. So um, there's so many of us out there. Um, I could have used this book yeah. when I was a kid, too. But yeah, so that is Charlotte and the Quiet Place by Deborah Sosin. All right. All right. Last question. Wow, question so, six. So fast. Doing it. All right. Question six. Um, I'm asking for reading recommendations for my nine-year-old nephew. Um, he's obsessed with sports and loves to write, and he wants to be a sports reporter when he grows up. Um, this person knows Mike Lupica, but has not read them, so I guess my first thing to say is that actually Mike Lupica would be great. He is, you know, the books are engaging and they're sports-oriented. Basically, you could pick up anything any of his kids' books, um, and he's also a sports journalist, which seems like an added bonus. <laughs> <laughs> like, so in the wheelhouse like, so of this child. so in the wheelhouse of this child. <laughs> like, it seems like that would be, I mean, write him a letter. <laughs> like, right. like, I love sports, and also I want to be a sports journalist. And he would be like, that's great. That's what I do. <laughs> that one time that we told everybody to write Mike <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, not sorry, Mike Lupica. <laughs> um, okay, uh, I have a recommendation that's kind of off to the side, but I think is a good one. I was When I was reading your question, it reminded me of this series called the Animal Inn series by Virginia Vale that I was obsessed with when I was a kid. Um, the first one is called Pets Are for Keeps, and they're about a girl named Val, uh, Valentine Taylor, who is in eighth grade, and she wants to be a veterinarian. Uh, she helps her dad out in his clinic and, um, you know, helps deal with calls. And uh, in the first one, it, there's, like, a champion horse who crashed a fence, um, and they have to, like, help the horse uh, because the owner wants to, you know, put the horse down because it's going blind and that's not going to race anymore. Anyway, it's like, they're, I mean, they're kind of, like, now that I'm saying it out loud, they're a little bit dark like putting horses down is not exactly light subject matter but they're really fun and they're about a kid who like knows what she wants to be and then is kind of doing things in her daily life that are about that thing um and like I said I was just 100% obsessed with these as a kid uh so and also she's a good writer that's one of the plot lines in uh later books is that she's like a, she is also a good writer in addition to loving animals and so I thought that might be a nice in so that is Pets are for Keeps, which is the first in the Animal Inn series by Virginia Bale. So I want to suggest uh, The Hero Two Doors Down by Sharon Robinson, um, which is about, it's based on the true story of this boy in Brooklyn who became neighbors and friends with Jackie Robinson. Um, Sharon Robinson is Jackie Robinson's daughter. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I love that. Um, I hope I didn't make that up. No, I don't think you did. I think I that's think I'm true, just right? a dummy. Yeah. Yes, okay. I was like, I swear to God, that's true. <laughs> but then I was like, maybe I should check just in case. No, so that's, she's, she's his daughter. And um, so, you know, coming at it from the sports journalist angle, like, this is 
basically a true story of what happened with a great sports legend. Um, and from the sports, just sports angle, I mean, it's Jackie Robinson and it's a kind of really humanizing story of this boy, this boy, this eight-year-old boy who's living in New York and living in Brooklyn when Jackie Robinson's family moves to his neighborhood in 1948. It's a crazy story and it's just, it's so cool to be basically getting an almost firsthand, you know, um, narrative from Sharon uh, of this story. And I would absolutely suggest it for for this reader um and that is the hero two's two doors down by sharon robinson my second pick for this is based on so ann wexler aka auntie ann who sent us this question also mentioned that he devoured the treasure hunter series by james patterson um and that reminded me of the infinity ring series which is a series that was written by a bunch of different authors um it's like a book that's also an event and kind of like a game and it's got time travel um and you know the fate of mankind and it's about history and aristotle and the Greeks and all of this different stuff. Um, Christopher Columbus is in there. Uh, <laughs> and it's got a lot of great authors attached to it. So there's authors like Carrie Ryan and Matt De La Pena and um, James Dashner. Like, there's just a really good lineup and it's a really fun, involved series. And I feel like the interactive nature of it is would be interesting to a kid who wants to study, like, writing structure. Uh, that would give an interesting way to, like, how do you tie a game into a book? Like, how do you structure a book with a bunch of different authors? There's all kinds of interesting things you can pull out of it slash it's also just a really fun read so that is the infinity ring series the first book is called a mutiny in time um all right and my last suggestion would be kid owner by tim green um tim green is a former nfl player he has actually a ton of books uh kid owner is one of the ones i like the best because it's about this kid who inherits the dallas cowboys (laughs) Awesome. <laughs> and becomes the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> like you do. Like, you know, it happens on occasion. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know how better to describe it. It's like, that's it. That's the book. That's, that's, that's the book. That's, <laughs> how could you not want to read that book? I want to read exactly, it. Exactly, right? <laughs> uh, and so that's Kid Owner by Tim Green. Awesome. Uh, Preeti, thank you so much for coming on and help us answer all of these complex kids' questions. Uh, If you enjoyed the show, you can rate us on iTunes. If you didn't enjoy the show, you can rate us on iTunes. Also, we appreciate any and all feedback. Um, You can talk to me on the internet. I am Jen IRL, Jen with two N's. I'm on a Twitter break through May, but I'm on Tumblr all the time, and I'll be back on Twitter soon. Uh, Preeti, where can they find you? I am on Twitter and Tumblr and the internets in general at Run With Skizzers, and you can find me once a week on the O Comics podcast over at panels.net. Oh, yeah, shout out to O'Comics. What up? It's like news and recommendations, right? You guys yeah. do everything. We have a book of the month. We do interviews. We do news. We do recs. We do reviews, sort of, for movies and TV. Basically everything. Whatever, <laughs> whatever Paul and I feel like talking about, as long as it's semi-related to comics, we're usually allowed to do it. Excellent. I like that allowed in there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And thank you to, so much to our sponsors uh, today's show, which is Dietland by Saray Walker and Bright Sellers, a wine recommendation service. Uh, check out those links in the show notes. Mm-hmm.